Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. Please wait for your host to begin this meeting. Your meeting is now being recorded. Hey, are you there? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Hi. Uh, yeah. Yes, to all. And hello, there we are. Hi. Hey, Brian. Hello, it's good to see you both. Um, yeah. Before I get before we get started, I'm very excited to talk to you guys. But first, I do have to do an ad real quick. So I don't hope you don't mind just sitting through that. That's part of this whole thing. Um, this episode of 39 Minute Conversations is not officially presented by YouTube. For those unfamiliar, YouTube is a little website where anybody in the world can upload videos, and it's all there for you to watch for free. Pretty crazy, this modern world. And one thing you can now find on YouTube is a 39-minute conversations channel where you can see clips from every episode of the podcast. Are you curious what my guests are wearing, what their living rooms or offices look like? Do you want to track how quickly I'm aging in my self-isolation cocoon from video to video? Then you should visit YouTube.com and subscribe to 39-minute conversations and check out some other videos while you're while you're there. Seriously, lots of cool stuff. Good job, YouTube. And Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. I'm your host, Brian T. Arnold. This is a podcast about reconnecting with old friends and making new ones, but I've only got 39 minutes to do it because I will not be paying for Zoom Pro. In a first for this podcast, today we have two guests and still under 40 minutes, so we should probably get right into it. My guests have made a number of short films together, including Stephanie Frameworthy, Jogger, and The House Where I Grew Up. They just premiered their first feature film, Big Fun, which will be available in 2023. Brie Klaproth and John Walkup, John Walkup, I messed that up. I got through all of that. Brie Klaproth and John Walkup, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Just so we're clear, so that was an ad for the 39-minute podcast, but also you said you should hang out on YouTube and check out some of their other stuff. Yeah, YouTube's got a lot of cool stuff. Like, there's, like, a lot on there. It's, like, crazy. I've tried to, like, watch... Go ahead. I'm glad someone's promoting YouTube for them, you know what I mean? Like, if someone's out there... I think it's important to support small businesses, and it's... I've never heard of it until just now, so... Well, there you go. See, I'm. This is important. The word is getting out. It's spreading. Uh, we know what we're doing after the podcast now. Where <laughs> I, I just think that was the sweetest ad I've heard in a while. Where you're like, check out Thirty Nine Minutes podcast. Also, just hang out on YouTube and check out some of their stuff as well. Like, yeah, why not? Wait, if you've got time. Um. Okay, so one thing about this episode that I'm excited about is it does really fulfill the mission statement of this podcast. It reconnecting with old friends. John, you and I met a few years ago. Uh, yeah. We worked on the Warner Brothers Studio tour together. Yeah. Um, I wasn't at that job for for a very long time, but you and I, I think, connected about you know we were writers, actors, filmmakers trying to you know do a low level job and survive, and you know making new friends. Brie, we've never met. Uh, This is the first time I've done an episode with somebody I've never seen outside of a Zoom screen. So old friends, new friends, this is this is exciting. Yeah, this is cool. Um, I want to do I do want to start where I start with most of my guests. The last two to three years have been what they've been. I don't think I need to recap anything. Uh, How have you two been? How did you cope? How did you stay sane during everything? (laughs) 
I don't think we stayed sane, but (laughs) Big Fun, our feature we made was definitely a product of the pandemic. Like we wrote it in the pandemic. We shot it in the pandemic. We were like, let's just go for it. What else are we doing? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, like there were definitely the scary hard times of like uncertainty, but ultimately like it gave us time to make this feature. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we tried to make the best of it, I guess. Which is great. And you also, um, were you ever tempted to, because I think during this time, a lot of us were like, well, I need, we need to write about this or we need to like write something during this. Were you tempted to like try to do like, let's do COVID, but not do COVID. Or was it just like, no, let's just stay completely away from it. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I think we, I don't think we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I think we felt that everyone like was going through it so hard. I just felt like everyone needed a, an escape. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really wanted to address it like head on in that way, even sure. though we were all dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think we just needed uh, a break, mm-hmm. escape from it. I think that's, I think that's smart. I think there are ways to do it, but I think uh, there aren't that many. And I think a lot of people don't want to uh, deal with it all the time. Um, One thing I think is interesting, in in addition to being creative partners, you know, writing and producing things together, you're also, I don't think I'm breaking any news here. You're in a relationship. You've been, you've been dating for a while. And I do want to know what came first for you two getting together creatively or, or romantically? uh it's all it's a blur yeah it's kind of a blur honestly (laughs) we we met in a film class in junior college uh Mm. I think there was a friendship first I thought you were gonna say junior high oh yeah we met in junior (laughs) we met in junior college in a film class and yeah we were we were we were friends for a long time and then you know like making you know shorts and running around with cameras and stuff like that and like editing together and then it was until like years later that we actually um you know got oh, wow. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. now so. i i've written alone and with writing partners i was on a sketch team i've been in kind of a large writer's room but i've never written something with a romantic partner but i've always thought that you know it must be great to connect on something that you know uh, to in to on in your own field on the same creative page someone who shares that passion you know maybe with complementary skill sets but when you're writing or in production co-writers or writers producers can clash can have creative differences and at the end of the day you're still you know going home together uh can that be hard to navigate or do you find that you're mostly on the same page creatively it's extremely hard to navigate actually mm. and i can't recommend that anybody do it <laughs> it's such a roll of the dice mm-hmm. um, because like when you're when the writing is good it feels really good and then when the writing just isn't there it feels terrible so <laughs> you're uh you're just kind of like rolling the dice each time and um she writes her own stuff like and we've i mean i've collaborated with other like friends and stuff like that over the mm-hmm. years but this was the first time we like really sat down and um just you know wrote wrote the whole thing out and it was like months like Mm -hmm. uh, 
most of like 2020, 2021 was the writing process. Um, but it wasn't just the writing process, but it was like every aspect of this because we're in the low budget level. So a lot of it's just falling on us, you know, um, the fund rate, like running the Kickstarter campaign together mm -hmm. and making sure that like was successful, uh, you know, trying to get funding, trying to cast it, trying to like figure this whole thing out was, um, it's, it was just every aspect of the way it wasn't just the writing, you know, uh, so I don't know. We felt like if you if we could get past the writing together, then maybe the other stuff will work out too, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely want to get into into big fun, but I, I want to save that for a little bit for later. I'm um I do want to ask I wanna I'm gonna dig deeper into this. I wanna to get to I wanna I wanna keep going here. He's going, um, <laughs> going full barren right now. <laughs> when you disagree on something in the script or on the shoot day, who usually wins? I don't know if anybody wins. I just... I, yeah, I don't think it's quite like that, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I should stop looking at relationships like winning and losing. But <laughs> uh, well, usually we <clears throat> if we're on set and we both have different ideas, typically we'll shoot both. Mm -hmm. uh, because we're very uh not insecure, but <laughs> you know when it comes down to editing, sure. One idea might uh play better or might feel or might might get more laughs or something you know what i mean so mm -hmm. we just we don't like fight or disagree it's just like let's just shoot both of them and then we'll we'll decide later you know yeah. we everyone always says like fix it in post <laughs> fix it in post and i, I just think if, when it comes to comedy like just decide in post decide what's funnier in post or whatever what what take is better or what idea is is stronger you know it's it's really mm -hmm. like that stuff so we try not to i don't think we really like fought in that sense i think go ahead comes back to your previous question but when it comes to writing i i mean us both being writers and you know being in a relationship together we're always talking to each other about each other's scripts and reading each other's scripts and sure you know talking things out but i think this was the first time we like sat down and hunkered down. And I think we wrote six drafts of the script. Mm -hmm. um, but the the thing about that that's cool is writing can be so, you're so isolated and you can just drive yourself crazy and you get to the point where like, is any of this working? But when mm -hmm. you have a partner with you, you can like work things out in real time, like mm -hmm. talk things out and even maybe just like act things out and be like, does that even sound like something a human would say? Mm -hmm. so sure. I feel like I don't know I feel like there were definitely like the benefits of it even though it's just hard because at a certain point it's like your relationship just turned into everything is about the script mm -hmm. of this movie like there were no we did a bad job with boundaries on that <laughs> <laughs> was there ever any like hesitation about combining those two parts of your lives obviously you both do this separately and you've worked on stuff together as well but yeah, was like when it came down, especially to big fun, was there like, should we be doing this together or should we should we keep these parts of our lives uh, to ourselves? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't know if we thought to, we, I'm sure we thought about it. Mm -hmm. And then it was just kind of like, go for it. Because everything, everything sort of lined up perfectly. It was, it wasn't just like, let's write a, script and see what happens it was like oh there's a clear path to like get this thing actually shot mm -hmm. or there's a location that we could 
we could shoot at you know mm -hmm. everything kind of lined up and it was like just go you know and and so there was thought of like should we be doing this together but i don't think it was um maybe um well thought out or anything like that. <laughs> it, was kind of like, it was more punk rock it was like let's go do this and uh we'll think about it we'll later. think about the consequences <laughs> later um well, I do, I do really want to talk about big fun, but even like, I want to talk a little bit about what led up to it, you know, in your, in your shorts and in, in big fun, there is this very clear, consistent, uh, creative through line. There's a very strong voice that is, is very comedic and it's sometimes absurd. And at the same time, there's a lot of, uh, heart and emotion. And personally, that's my jam. That's, that's what I mostly love to write. That's the kind of art that I love. Where does that come from for each of you? And are there any like writers or filmmakers that you count as like your your biggest influences to the way you do things? Uh, <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I feel like like back in junior college, we like, we just bonded over like, like a similar taste and in movies and things that make us laugh. I feel like we have like a similar, just kind of like weird sense of humor. We're just... I don't know, it's just like the subtlety of things can sometimes be so funny. And I also just feel like there's such like a thin line between like comedy and also just like crying your eyes out. And I feel absolutely like, like love that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we just are really interested in like the emotions of people mm -hmm. and just how people just are. Like, I feel like we just like, like to like observe kind of weird people and I don't know we're just kind of like fascinated by that so I just think we love like the human just like how human people can be yeah I, yeah I think so too I think I think it sounds like you guys as writers are maybe character first is that kind of is that where most of your writing process starts is with like a character more so than like an outline and like we have to like nail this plot down yeah, I think so. For me personally, yeah, yeah definitely. I definitely think so. That's totally, yeah, that's accurate. Like, sometimes we'll think of like a, a piece of dialogue and then we're like, well, that's a funny line. We need, now we need to find a home for it that makes sense, <laughs> which is probably not a, it's, it's a harder way, I think, to like work it. But like sometimes just somebody says something funny or like the cadence, the delivery is really funny and you just like want to find a home for it even even though it should probably be the other way around like, i don't i don't think there is one way though like i've i've talked to my old roommate um who you know never a romantic relationship he and i but it was always both two screenwriters in an apartment you know um yelling at each other's lines and trying to figure out how to do things and his process is very different he's very like full-on outline I know the plot and the last thing that comes for him is like okay now who are these people and I'm I'm definitely much more I think the way you guys do it where it's okay I this is the kind of person that I think this movie is this is the line this is like it, you can't control you know how the creative process is and I don't think you can say it's any any way is the right way or wrong way it's just what works for you yeah yeah I agree um before you made this feature um you did make some shorts together john you usually direct and act and then the two of you co-write sometimes co-produce what did you learn from making those shorts that made you realize that you were ready to tackle a full feature oh um i don't know um i think like that's a good question um the like <clears throat> the balance of like 
the tone. Mm -hmm. The tone is so hard to get right, uh, especially with like the dark comedy or whatever. Like that's, I think where I struggled the most as a filmmaker is like, how do you nail the tone of something? And, and sometimes the, sometimes that comes through in just a single frame uh, of something. Mm -hmm. And um, there's kind of like a responsibility to like really nail it as a director uh, when you're dealing with like dark themes or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, there, it's a fine line between like slapstick. Like I always think like the show Baskets uh, with Zach Galifianakis uh, uh, is a perfect example of, of nailing a tone. Mm -hmm. That's like a slapstick drama. Uh, yeah. It, it, it does it so well and it's kind of masterful. And so we're, I think all the shorts we did were just trying to nail down a tone. I, I look at mm -hmm. some of the shorts and I'm like, oh, that's too awkward. Or, oh, we were too silly. Where's that line of, of being right? down down the middle where we can just say everything we want to say and, and have a clear uh, i guess clarity yeah you yeah. know clarity is, is what i i think tried to learn off of those do you think because you've you both had written other stuff as well do you think you would have been able to to make this feature without you know getting those shorts out first do you think like you could have jumped straight into the water on like making a feature i i don't think so no. I just feel like it takes so much to make anything of mm -hmm. whether it's a short or a feature but I just feel like especially with a feature and us personally on this like we invested so much like of our own time and money it's like you don't want to just go in kind of blind on that and you're just it's so much more time than a short and other people's time so I felt like I don't know. I just think it's maybe more responsible to have a couple shorts under your belt before you jump into making a feature. And mm. even on this feature, like looking back, because it's almost like we shot it last September in 2021. And it's like, I just feel like we learned so much on this shoot too. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like everything you work on, you learn so much and take it to the next thing. So I feel like it's definitely good to have a couple smaller things under your belt. What did you learn on Big Fun that either you would want to go back and do differently or we'll take into the next one? Mm. Oh, God. I don't know. I think uh, that's that's also a good question. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> These are good. You're going full Marin, man. I can already. This is a this is a podcast that's light and silly, but also like we're going to get into some stuff here. Yeah, we need to get in. Um <laughs> What do we learn? Um, I guess what you- Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go no, ahead. I was I just gonna to... say, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because we shot this in like the early stages of the pandemic. Like when mm -hmm. we were first meeting with our actors, like nobody had the vaccine yet. We, we all got the vaccine and these like rehearsal, like talking about the script days. Mm -hmm. So it was scary. Um, like we were sitting outside at all our meetings, masked six mm -hmm. feet apart, like, so it's, it's hard because we were doing so much on this just because we wanted to keep the cast and crew so small and safe. Mm -hmm. So like we were doing like crafty and just ev kind of everything. So I just feel like on the next one, 
it would be nice to like delegate some of those roles to other people so you can just focus on making the movie. Sure. It's just like so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because like, um, you know, the reason this podcast exists is because I have kind of become uh, an isolated shell of my former self and remain one. Um, I was going to ask, are you allowed to leave that room? (laughs) (laughs) Have you left that room at all? I do leave this room. Occasionally, I even see the sky, uh, the sun, uh, but it's it's rarer than it used to be. Uh, but the idea of, you know, making a movie right now, like I, I, I am venturing out slightly more. I'm trying to do a little bit more in the world. But the idea of like close quarters cast and crew, like right now, even with, you know, the, the masking and the vaccines and the things we have is still, you know, existentially terrifying for me. So, yeah, how how you you just kind of went through how you did manage to keep everybody safe and healthy. Um, but was that something that was, I don't know how, how much anxiety, I guess, did that, did that give you just that process of trying to make a movie right now? Uh, a, lot. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was like a, so in total, I think we shot about 17 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was testing like we did testing like every every step of the way and yeah a lot of things could like collapse if someone tests positive mm-hmm. uh, especially dealing with like the budget that we were working with like our movie like co- uh, cost like around 15 16,000 dollars to make and so you know we're not we're not like a full on production uh, sure we're just sort of like running a lot of this um ourselves i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah it, it was definitely uh, anxiety inducing yeah we were just like ordering like boxes of self-tests and like mm-hmm. distributing them and just having everyone test like the night before the morning of and like send us a text of your results mm-hmm. but i remember like a couple days before we started our first day of shooting on production one of our actresses texted us and she was like, I was in contact with someone with COVID. Mm. And that was super fun. Like, luckily everything was fine, but you know, it's just like these things that like back in the, back in the day when this wasn't an issue, like Mm -hmm. it was just not something you had to deal with. Mm -mm. And so it was definitely like a memorable first feature experience doing it at this (laughs) time. If anyone was to get COVID, uh, we would write them out. They would like- smart. He died in the next scene, so it's all good. So. <laughs> um, that was crazy. The scenes where you just somebody walked into a room was like, "Well, she's dead in there," and then that was, but it was cool. You integrated it; it was really smart. Um, let's get into big fun, um, which again you co-wrote, co-produced, John directed, and Axon. Um, do you want to give kind of a quick? Well, I don't want to do too many spoilers. Obviously, it hasn't come out for most people. So, you do you want? I did watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, but do you want to give a quick logline or pitch of what the what the movie's about? Oh, uh, uh, big fun is about a young woman who uh, she, her and her boyfriend uh, sneak into a nice uh, Los Angeles home to use the swimming pool on a hot day, and are caught by the uh, homeowner um (laughs) and the homeowner is actually not mad that they broke in he's Mm -hmm. actually excited because today's his birthday and he wants to hang out 
uh, with them and they decide to hang out with him. And as the evening goes along, they start to realize like he may not actually be the, the real homeowner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you, you guys were kind enough to let me watch it. And I did. I really enjoyed it. It's very it's very funny and weird. It's creepy and suspenseful. The tone, like you, as we talked about, is it's very unique. And I'm sure that was tough to, to nail the right way. But yeah, the movie is, dare I say, um, it's big fun. Um, so yeah, it takes place, like you mentioned, primarily one location, uh, when you were writing, were you writing for a location or did you, you did like, you already knew exactly where you're going to shoot and where is, that's a very nice house. Where is that? That's my house actually. I'm just kidding. Uh, Um, no, that's our friend's house, um, over in Burbank and yeah, it's a, it's a super cool house and they were nice enough to, uh, like be open to us, like shooting a whole movie there. Um, <laughs> you don't get too many friends like that actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a cool, um, funky house that like was designed by, uh, a Disney animator. Oh, wow. Claude, Claude Clutes, I think mm, his name was, yeah. and he was, uh, really close with Disney and, he like built this house um and it's it's really pretty really really nice to look at yeah it was very it was very cool location is the location sort of like is that where the spark of the idea for the movie came from like did the house was the house the first thing or where what was the initial spark of of this movie um there was a couple couple different things honestly it wasn't just like the house the house i think came like a little bit later Mm -hmm. um but it was like i had a friend um Thomas Morrison, he's got a very like distinct personality. And I always thought, oh, it'd be funny if he like led a movie, mm-hmm. you know, in some way. It would be, it would be an insane movie, but I just don't know what it is. Did he, had he acted before? I checked his IMDb and I didn't see anything. This was his first. Yeah. He, he's done like other, other smaller parts, nothing, nothing leading uh, a whole like piece, you know? So mm-hmm. we, uh, we were like, let's just champion him and write this for him and yeah. and, and uh and so it kind of began with that so for okay so that's john for the rest of the cast was it was it all like people you had known or was there an audition process or what was the casting of this movie like um so we did there's only like a few cast members mm-hmm. so obviously we knew john and yep. Thomas, uh <laughs> For the lead of rate or of uh, Mel, we weren't really sure who we wanted, so we were just kind of like thinking about like actresses we know and we've worked with before. Um, and there was this girl Rachel Rambaldi that we went to film school with, who we didn't know super well, but we like found her reel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you, you <laughs> so much good stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. So we we found her reel. And we watched it and she just had like a lot of range, like mm-hmm. from really like emotional and dramatic to just like funny. Mm-hmm. So we're like, she could be good. So we like hit her up and she had a Zoom meeting with us and we just kind of like pitched her the script and we're like, would you be interested in making a feature? And she hadn't really like been pursuing acting at all. Hmm. Um, so, if you ask her about this now she was like it was so random when you guys hit me up it was just like <laughs> so honestly she just kind of like took this plunge with us mm-hmm. um, which was really cool but yeah it was just kind of meant to be I feel like well that's really that's really cool and you said the 
budget was about yeah 15 10 15 and 17 shoot days that's not a ton of time and not a ton of money um for you know i'm asking a lot of these questions very selfishly because i do you know like most writers i do have aspirations to direct one day and i fancy myself as somewhat of an actor i also have an acting reel on youtube whatever um but um what with that kind of budget where were you focusing on um because the movie it doesn't i'll say it doesn't look like it costs that cheap it it is it looks good it sounds very good like it it you couldn't like for a for a micro budget movie especially but it just it just looks professionally done um so where in terms of budget what did you focus on in terms of gear in terms of crew in terms of post in terms of music etc um well everyone that we worked with on on this we we'd been working with for years mm -hmm. so it was it was a lot of people from like shorts um just i mean like i'm trying to think what do we focus on well we knew that we would save some money with the location mm -hmm. we knew if it was minimal locations we'd be okay and that we could just focus I think, I don't know. I really don't know about the equipment and stuff like well, that. It's like, I think because we knew it was such a low budget thing and we didn't want it to look low budget, we were yeah. like, it needs to look good, it needs to sound good. And I think that's what we focused on because we knew location was taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say, I'd say because of the location, we were able to just focus on rehearsals and stuff like that. Like we rehearsed for like six months. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, cause I mean, yeah, we're dealing with, you know, like different levels of performers, you mm -hmm. know, so everyone's, we want to make sure everyone feels comfortable and willing to take a risk. How much did the rehearsal process change what the movie is, what the script is? Did you guys like, was there a lot of like sort of improvising and finding or was it, you know, just I'll, I'll, I'll end the question there. I, I already asked it. Yeah, I think, well, going back to like rehearsals and just meeting up with the actors, like John, Rachel, Thomas and I would meet up like once or twice a week when we were still like writing drafts. And I think we were just trying to get everyone like comfortable with each other because it's such a small set. Mm -hmm. And it's very like an intimate story. It's really about like three people going through this experience. Mm -hmm. So, and especially because Thomas isn't an actor and this is written for him, we just wanted to make sure he felt like comfortable and like he knew what he was doing with this character. Mm -hmm. So when we were doing these like read throughs and just talking about the script, like we would take their notes. Like it was very collaborative, like mm -hmm. just getting their feedback. And then we would come back <clears throat> with edits or like another draft. And then when it came to actually shooting the movie, yeah, I feel like we were just trying to be flexible. And like, if somebody, we weren't like super strict, like it needs to be said this way. There was like mm -hmm. room to play. And I feel like we found a lot of really cool stuff that's in the movie, like just by being flexible and open to, mm -hmm. you know, just what people had to offer the day of. I like that. Yeah. Cause I, I come from an improv background. So I've, when I've been in stuff, I, if I don't have a little bit of freedom, not that I'm trying to be a diva or anything, like I'll try, I'll stick to the script if you tr make me, but like, if you let me play, it's just, I don't know, it's just more fun. And I'm, it's cool that you're open to that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, 
as I mentioned, you know, co-wrote, co-produced, John directed and acted, and I keep repeating that. I don't know why. So I guess this, this is mostly a question for John, but Bri, I would like to hear your perspective as well as someone who was, you know, right there with him and knows him so well. How tough is it on set to be, to balance directing and being on screen at the same time, especially when you have such a small crew to lean on? Uh, I mean, again, like these, like, it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty tough. But I, I like to shoot a lot of material again, mm-hmm. and then decide later, decide mm-hmm. later what's the best, what's the best takes, uh, even for myself, like if I can just do like a linorama or something, you know, yeah i'll do i'll do that um so um if i'm not mistaken you recently held a screening of the movie here in la um how did it feel watching something that you worked so hard on like on the big screen with an audience well after the technical difficulties (laughs) oh no we we, our projector was like just malfunctioning and everything so everybody was like really patient and kind and and was super cool about it it was mostly like uh like a friend's family type of screening so Mm -hmm. um they didn't kill us which is nice uh (laughs) it was good it was it was it was really fun and I think everyone enjoyed it and they got a big laugh out of it and um yeah I think it, it played really well Yeah, it was fun just to hear the laughs and it was a sold out show. We rented out like a Lemley theater. So it was like, you know, it felt like, I don't know. It was really cool. It just felt like good to hear the laughs and be like, oh, wow, like maybe this is good. Was was it the first time you've done something on the big screen? Because I've like made, you know, YouTube videos and stuff, but I've never put something up on the big screen. Was that your first time doing that? We've we've played like film festivals and stuff. Oh, okay, fancy. We played played festival. I mean, no, I mean we played festivals where nobody showed up. Yeah, sure. Three people in an empty theater. There's like, (laughs) and we're two of the people out of the three. Like, it's it's, and and then the other person's like walking out of your movie. Like, we've played (laughs) no crowds, moderate sized crowds, and then Mm -hmm. uh, this this was cool. It was just again, it was like a friend's family screening, so. I'll be interested in seeing like how this um, how this goes like outside uh, like on the festival circuit and, and yeah is that is that the next step for big fun before is the film festival circuit trying to get that out there yeah, we'll yeah. hopefully play some festivals and then um, we think it's a great streaming movie so we hope to like have it streaming like later the, uh, in 2023 that's very exciting so yeah I, I I wish I could tell you know people where to watch it but you know hopefully this just builds anticipation uh for it but yeah one of the worst parts of this business I think is how much waiting is really involved you know on my side primarily writing it you know I feel like you know I'm always waiting for news uh from producers or from you know my team of just how anything is happening and now you're going to be waiting for film festivals and that kind of thing um so how are you handling this time are you are you just kind of dealing with it or you're like ready to jump into the next thing to keep your mind busy like what's this time look like for you I think we're just trying not to focus too much on the festivals because I don't know festivals are challenging like obviously we'd love to get into some of like the ones we really want to get into but 
I don't know. It's also like you never know what festivals are looking for, and especially mm-hmm. since this film is kind of like particular. Sure. Um, I don't know if it necessarily will fit in to like what a lot of people are looking for. So we're just trying to like take it as it comes and not really. I'm yeah. just trying not to think about it much at all, and like not think about those dates and announcements and stuff. Same. Yeah, we kind of just view the film as like we think of it more like musicians like we're in a punk band and we'll play a show wherever we we kind of fit in and that's that's how we want to do this one like because it's such a um like just balls to the wall movie uh I think it's it's got to be this way you know what I mean I I, Mm -hmm. and we're having fun and we're meeting other filmmakers and also like I just I think with what's happening like on like TikTok and and film talk and all these different places you can find movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I'm discovering a lot of independent films just being on TikTok. And, hmm. and then I have access to stream. You know, people are cutting their own teasers and trailers and and uh, they're getting their stuff out there in different ways now that feel that feel different from YouTube. Not to bash YouTube. Oh my God. Just, this the, they're my sponsor, you guys. Right. Relax. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's gonna get the plug pulled. <laughs> <laughs> With our remaining time, I don't we don't have a lot of time left. So before we run out, I do want to give you this time to to plug anything you want to plug where people can uh watch your stuff where they can follow you on the socials, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um you can follow us on, I, I would say, Instagram, uh, Big Fun. I think it's at Big Fun Movie, um, at Brie Claproth, at John Walkup. We're, we're usually um, just posting about like our next screenings. And, and uh, yeah, you can catch it if you're in the LA area. Um, and who knows? We'll see where we screen this year. Nice. I, good luck with that. Uh, congratulations. It's very exciting. Um, I, with our last little bit of time, we have a little over a minute. I do. I want to get through like, I want to get to know you on an even deeper level, you know, but first I do have one more ad that I want to get through. This episode of 39 minute conversations is sponsored by Tim Arnold, Myrtle beach realtor. Look guys, this is Tim Arnold's third ad. And for some reason, none of my listeners have contacted him about buying their South Carolina dream home. Do you want my dad to not be mad at me? Do you want him to think I'm running a successful podcast here? Do you want my family to have a Christmas this year? If so, please email Tim Arnold at timbeachrealtor at gmail.com. That's timbeachrealtor at gmail.com. Do it for me. Bree, John, you've been together a while. What's the most important thing in making a relationship last? Oh, no. <laughs> what, there's like less than a minute left. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got I got it okay I think <laughs> I just think communicating uh I think you like no matter how long you've been with someone or how well you know one know somebody uh people aren't mind readers so just communicate your feelings and talk mm-hmm. to each other about stuff I just feel like that's like kind of the root that like solves most problems <laughs> speaking of what's the worst fight that you've ever had um we were the other night we were trying to decide if we should watch terrifier 2 or star trek mm. and that just exploded you know that was i'm just kidding i made that up um <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't think i don't it's i don't know if there's there's one that like really comes to mind i mean every we're human you know everyone like, your meeting has ended goodbye
Thank you for listening to 39 Minute Conversations, hosted and produced by Brian T. Arnold. Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and tune in for new episodes and don't forget to rate and review. If you didn't like what you heard, please don't do any of that. That's okay too. Thank you and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be well.